everyone. This is Michelle Gale. I'm so grateful you're here. And before we get started, I just wanted to share with you that I'll be launching my first ever free online conference called Mindful Parenting in a Messy World from September 18th to the 20th. We're going to have 15 speaker interviews, some of which include Rick Hansen, Susan Kaiser Greenland, Dr. Shafali Sabari. You can register at conference.michellegale forward slash podcast. Make sure to register here because I'll be sending my podcast listeners a free bonus webinar titled Big Emotions and What to Do with Them. You can also find that link in the podcast notes. And I'm also offering a four-week online course in October called Mindful Parenting, the Foundations of Practice. It'll be a weekly course focused on mindfulness of the breath, body, emotions, and thoughts. We'll have a private Facebook group and weekly practices and it'll be recorded each time so you can watch whenever it works for you. I'd love to have you join me. You can go to my website, beamindfulparent.com for more information or just sign up to my weekly email list and you'll stay up to date on all the ways we can grow together as a community and you will also receive my weekly musings. (laughs) Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi everyone. This is Michelle Gale. Welcome to the podcast, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. Today, I'm going to talk about the foundations of mindful parenting. And first I'll share, parenting is what ultimately brought me to this path of living wide awake. Many of you know that if you've read my book. I spent so many years in my late teens and early 20s really living out my inner anxieties. You know, I kept it together for the most part. (laughs) And from the outside, it might've even looked like I was perfectly fine, but my inner landscape told a very different tale. And when it came to the time where I was having children, I realized, wow, I don't want to pass this onto them. I was really longing to find peace within myself so they could find peace within themselves. There's a wonderful quote by Rumi that says, Do you make regular visits to yourself? (laughs) And that's the territory we're in here in practicing mindfulness. And we want to practice every day, no matter what. You can practice any way, for any time, in any posture. (laughs) You can listen to my podcast, The Four Postures of Mindfulness, to learn more about that. You know, we can practice when we're heating up water in a tea kettle just taking a few breaths. We can practice when we're having a meal, just the first bite or two. We can really feel the softness of our baby's skin for those moments. We can can weave these practices into what we're already doing. And the foundational practices that I'm going to talk about today are like the roots that hold us up and help us to grow. And this is why the first online course I'm teaching that starts in October, if anyone would like to join me, is focusing on these core practices. You know, through practice, we teach ourselves to tolerate the vulnerability of being human. And what makes us more vulnerable than parenting? Seriously. Meditation and mindfulness expands the window of tolerance to vulnerability. We don't have to be so committed to our suffering. How about that? I'll say it again. We don't have to be so committed to our suffering. There's a wonderful quote by John Donahue. 
It says, I would love to live like the river flows, carried by the surprise of its unfolding. I would love to live like the river flows, carried by the surprise of its unfolding. Can we live our lives meeting each moment with presence? This is the path. So the four foundational practices I'll talk about today are breath, body, emotions, and thoughts. So breath first. The breath is a bridge between awareness and experience. Each breath is unique, and we want to learn to get curious about it. We want to learn to be in the fullness of the inhale and the exhale. Each breath is unique. We want to learn to get curious about the breath. We want to learn to be in the fullness of the inhale and the exhale. And even notice the spaces between the breath. We train in this way. And focusing on the breath works for 90% of people. 10% may have a hard time using it as a resource due to maybe sickness or asthma or trauma. And in those cases where the breath doesn't work, using a point of the body can be very helpful. Just maybe having where your hands touch your legs or feet on the floor. Our breath is always with us. You know, when our teenager thinks we're the dumbest human being on the planet, <laughs> we can take a breath. When our preschooler is in the middle of an unholy tantrum, we can take a breath. And when our partner leaves the toothpaste out on the counter again, again, really, really, <laughs> okay, we can take a breath. We can come back. We can choose what our response is going to be. And we do this through practice. So the second foundational practice of mindful parenting is the body. The body's experience is here and now. The domain of the body is where experience arises. Our body is what we need to be fully awake and alive. The Dalai Lama once asked about um, the happiest moment of his life. And with a little grin, he said, I think now. And a Zen monk's instruction for meditation were, don't do anything that takes you out of your body. Mm. Tara Brock, I heard teach, she tells us that as humans, we often take refuge in the mental control tower of our minds and that we need a sensory anchor to take us out of that mental control tower. The body does this for us. The body is the portal to wisdom. You know, ideas and thoughts connect us to the self, but it's, it's often our small self. When we enter the body, we notice a timeless presence that is always there. And when we practice a body scan, we notice what's happening inside of us. And we ask ourselves, can, be, can we be with this just as it is? Can we let it be? When our children are upset and having a big emotion, we can help them ground back into the body, right? Even a hug, you know, when we hold them and hug them and we see all of a sudden, you know, that calming down, that settling, that's a sensory experience. We also are telling them, I can be with this with you just as it is. We can let it be together. You know, the earth may not be suffering the way it is, 
if we weren't so disconnected from our bodies. The earth is our larger body. So we can learn to approach the body tenderly for all that it has carried and all that it has to carry. Number three, emotions. So reflect for a moment on which emotions were allowed in your family when you were growing up and which were not. Now, which emotions are, you, are okay for you and which are out of your comfort zone? Now, can we relate to our emotions as information trying to tell us something? Often we get a big emotion and we ugh, don't want it. We want to push it away. Right? But no feeling we have is final. They are all leading us to learning if we have that orientation. Now, no feeling we have is final. They are leading us to learning if we have that orientation. When we explore our feelings, we get to know, oh, this is what grief is like. And oh, anger feels like that in my body. And joy lights me up this way. Our feelings need to be accepted and acknowledged fully. Emotions deserve our respect. We can learn to bow to them and say, yes, this too. I can hold this too. We're all wired together through our nervous systems. And when we're having a big emotion, our children feel it too, and the other way around. And the more we learn to hold our own big emotions, the more likely we can hold the big emotions of our children when the time comes, no matter their age. And we can learn with our children to normalize our feelings. We show them that all parts of ourselves and themselves are welcome. Okay, last one, thoughts. So the thinking mind is often the most common hindrance for beginning meditators. But thinking is not bad. It, it helps us know when to come back to presence. Right? When we're sitting in meditation and we notice a thought and our mind wanders and all of a sudden we notice that thought and we come back to our breath, we come back to the body, we come back to presence, that was a moment of mindfulness. And when we do that over and over and over again, it builds this muscle of presence and center. You know, the mind can be both creative and destructive. So understanding our mind is critical. And there's a wonderful quote from the Buddha that says, no one can harm you more than a mind untrained and no one can love you more than a mind trained. Now, our thoughts are not who we are. And I love this image of a cat waiting by the mouse hole, you know, just waiting for the cat to come, wondering, curious, right? This is what we can do with our thoughts. We can wait for them with curiosity. Often when we turn our attention to a thought, it just melts away. And there's three levels of awareness and thought. The first one is to know the landscape and content of our thoughts. The second is to notice that our thoughts aren't real and we can see them come and go like clouds across a blue sky. And three, we can become the one who knows. We shift to becoming a clear space of awareness. We are the sky. We're not the clouds. We witness it all. And the Dalai Lama once said, some of your thoughts don't have your best interest in mind. 
And I find that to be very true for myself, that often my thoughts just don't have my best interest in mind, and I have to be able to know they're there and become aware of them and be able to think, ah, say, ah, as I notice them, not, not this, this isn't going to choose, help me choose what I do next. So there you have it. The four foundations of mindful parenting. I'm looking forward to exploring this more with many of you who are joining the online class in October. We will have about an hour of lessons, 30 minutes of a Q&A. It'll all be recorded. If you can't listen live, you can find all the information on my website, beamindfulparent.com. And we'll also have a Facebook group where you can join us and we ask questions and we can talk and support each other. So I hope to see some of you there. Thank you for being with me today. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. Michelle's new book, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World, Living with Presence and Parenting with Purpose, is now available at Amazon and at mindfulparentingbook.com. Get your copy today 